0: It's Dothan High School Wolf Football on your home for great country legends. 96.9 The Legend. And now it's the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show. I am Philip Jordan, the in-studio host and producer of Dothan Wolves football on 96.9, The Legend. Each week, Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert are joined by Dothan Wolves head coach Jed Kennedy to recap the previous game and preview the upcoming opponent. Tonight, Dothan Wolves head coach Jed Kennedy will break down the Dothan Wolves 57-12 season finale victory against the Jag High School Jaguars and preview tomorrow night's playoff matchup with Mary Montgomery at the Dothan Wolves head on the road to Mobile. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, Jerry Coleman and myself will be joined by Dothan Wolves head coach, Jed Kennedy, right here on 96.9 The Legend. Want a chance to see the Iron Bowl in person? Enter for your chance to win two tickets to the Iron Bowl on Saturday, November 25th. To enter, simply complete the form at 96.9thelegend.com. The winner will be announced on Friday, November 17th.
2: Welcome to the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show tonight. Uh, Ken is having the night off, so Philip Jordan will be joining us. He's the producer of our Friday night football game. Also, you hear him at halftime for uh scoreboard show and then finalize at the end of the game. So, Philip will be joining us tonight, kind of pinch hitting in for Ken, who is off tonight. So, coach, let's go ahead and talk about last Thursday night, kind of the final. Found a regular season game, big win for the Wolves. Senior night, uh, a lot of seniors. I think 21, 22, and a good thing is they started way before pregame talk between the football players. I think the cheerleaders and the band. It pushed us almost close to uh close to uh kickoff. So uh, just talk a little bit about the game Thursday night and, and some of those seniors that uh, that will pro that have most likely played their last home game at Ripke Stadium.
3: Yeah, I, I don't see any way where where it wouldn't be um, the last home game. But, you know, obviously it's a very special senior class for us. You know, the last two years, um, you know, 16 wins, seven losses, two playoff appearances. Um, we hadn't been home in five weeks, so it was great to, um, you know, get get back to Rip Hughes one last time, went into the playoffs. What's crazy is the way the way things shook out Friday night, man, it was looking <laughs> like there was a chance we were going to be able to host for a while, but you know, we're going to go on the road as the four seed, and we'll talk about that later. But, you know, I think that, you know, football is just such a unique sport. There's only 10 regular season games, and you think of all the work that goes in to play those. It was just a a, a great night. Um, obviously, we um, had had Jag out, manned heavily. Um You know, that program's struggling right now and trying to build it, and was just exciting that every one of our seniors got meaningful reps. I told the coaches I didn't want to wait until the game was out of hand to plug the seniors in and rotated those players in in the first couple series. So, you know, really, you know, we suited up, I think 90 players and all 90 players got snaps on on Friday night or Thursday night, I should say, which was awesome. And um, just a great, again, night for our seniors. Great to see them be recognized. Um, As I told them in the locker room, it's for me as the coach, it's just awesome to see how proud their parents are of them. And and that proudness, you know, really is not about, you know, playing time or yards or tackles, but it's about just being proud of their of their son. And uh so that was certainly exciting and um just a, a great way to kick or I should say to end the regular season and kick off um jump start us, I should say, into the playoffs.
1: You know, coach, you talked about uh, the seniors being in front of the home crowd. Just overall, the team being, you know, being back at home after that long stretch on the road, multiple games, just and on a Thursday night too, as well. Just the response to the crowd and kind of like your players' response to being back at home.
3: It, you know, they were excited. You know, like I said, it's, it was you know five weeks on the road and um, you know some long road trips in there, and um, you know they moved the game to Thursday night because of the Peanut Festival, and um, you know thought it might help us you know, bring a crowd out. And, you know, I think with the cold weather, I think maybe kept a few people away, but, you know, I think anytime you can dress at school and drive across town and we've talked on your numerous times, how awesome that stadium is. Our kids love playing there. We love calling Rip Hughes home. And, um, you know, I think we knew realistically going in, there was a really good chance we were going to have to be on the road in the playoffs from here on out. So the kids really cherish that. And, um, I think we've made that as a home field advantage when we play at home and, um, you know it was. It was just a really good night for all those kids,
2: coach. We saw where I think uh, AJ Alexander just needed—I don't know, maybe maybe a dozen yards just to get over that thousand-yard run for uh, hit that mark. But it looks like he, you know, busted it a little bit. But then, like you said, you got a lot of players. you played and and took him out. So you know, kind of from Friday Thursday night's game. I'm sorry, you know, kind of uh, anybody banged up. It looks, looks like played a lot of kids and and uh, seemed like everybody was well. But just kind of anything. From this week, may have may have slipped up and, and talked about uh, showing up.
3: No, we're healthy. Um, you'll hopefully get uh, Jamal Raw back for the game tomorrow night. Um, he's been out since week three or week four, and he's a big kid blocking back. Gives us another dimension there with with how athletic he is. But uh, you know, it's I mean, we only ran forty offensive plays and thirty defensive plays. It's crazy to have you know with special teams eighty five snaps a game to put things in perspective. When we played up, up in uh, Opelika, there was like 145 snaps. So, you know, it was almost half. And you know, a lot of that had to do with the running clock in the second half. And their coach didn't want to start it. So it was, you know, as quick as the clock goes in the second half, our coaches, I thought, did a great job of making sure every player got reps. I think I think Tamari and Peterson and um, A.J., I mean, I think they both had six carries. I mean, we it just – wasn't a lot a lot of opportunities and I, what, the thing I loved was I talked to our kids about games like tonight aren't aren't games ago go or last week aren't games to go out there and you know expecting to put up big numbers to me it was more about going out there playing clean football and uh you know making sure that everybody on our sideline got the opportunity to take snaps
1: and, you know, uh, in the game, too, to start off to, Gay Smith with the uh, with the first touchdown, just, uh, you know, and when, stuff, when stuff like that happens, too, because you see momentum and excitement, uh, how does that actually give your offense a little bit more uh, enthusiasm when they finally get out there, when your defense puts a score up there like that?
3: You know what's crazy is I was, I was talking with our coaches. I think we've scored defensive touchdowns in six out of ten games. That's crazy. Um, you know, and a couple of those games were multiple. We had two the other night. You know, I think we've got – um Nine or ten defensive touchdowns this year. That we've said all year long. The defensive is very, very opportunistic and seem to have a knack of being around the football and something that hopefully we can continue to carry over um, into the playoffs. But certainly was a, a fast start. I mean, we got up on them a minute into the game, seven nothing, and then got a three and out, and we were up fourteen nothing, three or four minutes into the game. So certainly was a fast start, and, and I think you know the reality was what I told the kids. We had we had jag severely outmanned I mean it's I'm not going to come up here and say that, that 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 we beat a really tough football team Jags struggling right now but what I told the kids was that's not an excuse for us not to play good football and and when we walked off the field we had to make sure that we were a better football team than when we walked on it and I thought for the most part we did that and uh you know like I said we've always talked all along about continuing to build this thing and make sure we're playing our best football at the end of the year Um I, I really believe we are. We've had a, played some really good football the last, you know, two, three weeks and uh, certainly going to need that tomorrow night down at Mary G.
2: Coach mentioned in, in Philip, uh, you know, big jump offensively, eight different individual wolves, I believe scored. If I, if my recollection is right from, from last Thursday night, is that, is that correct? And just kind of, you saw some, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of kids on the field that we saw some a couple of years ago, but, uh, saw when you brought up uh, five or six freshmen up they got some playing time too. And, and just kind of unique to see a lot of people, uh, getting a touch of football with an opportunity to score. And uh, that definitely showed up last Thursday night. That was right.
3: We, We had eight different people score, which was awesome. Um, you know Jabari Ruffin had a touchdown, our backup quarterback. Um, Cameron Lee Wright, senior backup running back, got a touchdown. Um, you know, just a kid who's plays scout team running back every week, never complains. You know, for him to get five or six carries was awesome. Freshman Sir Lathian Meadows had the last touchdown of the game. He's gonna be really, really special here. I mean, he is good. Um, so for him to get in there and you know, with those freshmen, a chance for us to coach them up, you know, the last couple of weeks of the season and have them get around us. As you said, we moved up five players, three on defense, two on offense. So, yeah, it was just a, like I said, it was a night where a lot of different people contributed. A lot of different people got a snap on um, Friday night. And again, hopefully that those things pay off down the road for us with our younger kids.
1: You know, uh, Coach Stu, you know, we talked about this with you last several weeks. You know, you've been talking about your teams already. And this kind of will lead into the next segment when we get in to talk about Mary Montgomery, but just how your team's kind of been in a playoff mode. You know, a lot of teams, maybe not. They've, clinched early. They knew where they were going. But for you guys, knowing that you had to play with that kind of mentality, like you're already into playoffs, playoff games like Opalica, like Enterprise, how much do you think that benefits your team as you had come down the stretch going into the postseason?
3: Well, you know, we talked about it all the time. You know, last year, you know, like when when we went and played Enterprise in the regular season, I think that kind of, you know, I don't know if we weren't ready for it, you know, that magnitude of a game. And, you know, if you look, then you go and and, and we beat Opalica, and then we go on the road and knock off Foley, who was the number one seed. So when things come around this year, our kids have been in games like that. You know, so when we go and say, you know, this is, Hey, this is a must win game. This is playoffs. Our kids know what that means. And we don't even have to hammer it home. We don't talk about it a lot, but, but they kind of understand that. One thing I, I tell people all the time about our kids, man, they are gamers. They, uh, they play really hard on Friday night. Um, they uh, seem to be when the lights come on, they play their best and, um you know, like I said, it was it was a playoff game against Enterprise. We knew that we weren't out of it if we lost, but man, it put us behind the eight ball. And then, really, against like it was a win you're in, lose you're out type mode. So, you know, we we've been in that. Obviously, that's where we are right now. I think anytime, you know, that you can gain experience, and and I'm not talking about you, you can't you can't simulate that in practice. You now, you can't simulate a playoff atmosphere in practice. And the fact that that our kids have already been in it. Um, you know, I'll talk about a little bit later with MGM, but I think that's maybe an advantage. Maybe we don't have a lot of advantages over them, but I do think that is one of them. And, uh, you know, just the fact of being in must-win physical football games late in the year.
2: We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to Coach Kennedy about tomorrow night's game against the Vikings of Mary G. Montgomery and Sims and kind of the playoff, what's it look like for the Region 2. You're listening to the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show on 96.9 The Legend
0: you <laughs> 96.9. The legend is your connection to classic country legend. But Digio Strategies has other options too. News Talk 103.9 is your source for America's top news and entertainment shows. Like Rick and Bubba in the morning. Glenn Beck from 9 till 11 a.m. And Clay Travis and Buck Sexton middays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Sean Hannity, Lars Larson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh and others. Fill your day with the latest news and views from America's top conservative voices. America at night and coast-to-coast AM keep you company and connected throughout the night. Plus, Fox News, the Alabama Radio Network, and Wiregrass Daily News keep you informed with national, international, state, and local news. And with more musical choices like all the hits 1067 KMX, Today's Country 95.5 WTVY, and Music 1077. Digio Strategies gives you more choices and more variety. Listen on air, online, and on our apps. 96.9 The Legend is just the beginning.
2: Welcome back to the second part of the Jet Kennedy Coaches Show here on 96.9 The Legend. And, and Coach, I know Friday night kind of waited to see where uh, the team would end up uh, either on the road at home and if on the road where. And kind of kind of your thoughts, had that looked at uh, from your perspective as a coach uh, Friday night.
3: Well, I think the one thing was, you know, what we were proud of was that we controlled our own destiny as far as getting into the playoffs. We were able to do that. Um, ended up in a funky two-way or three-way tie with us, Auburn and Enterprise, having everybody beat each other. So it really came down to non-region opponents' victories. And, um, you know, with with Baker pulling an upset over Mountain Brook on Friday night, if it was that, I'm not sure, I guess, but I think on paper, a lot of people probably had it leaning towards Mountain Brook. Um it basically came down to where if Carol won, we would have been the two seed enterprise, the three seed, Auburn, the four seed. If, if Carol lost, but you lost, then there would have been a coin flip between us three. But, you know, like I said, we're glad to be in. Um, it's, you know, you've, uh, Carol missed an extra point with, I think 25 seconds left, which would have won the game. Um, and, but you know, it, we, we take great pride in controlling what we can control. Um, that's the way it, it shook out. Um, You know, it's not the first time we've had to go down to Mobile. It's not the first time we've had to play the number one seed down there. Actually, we did it last year. We were able to beat Foley. Um, Two years ago when we were at Enterprise, we were able to do it against Fairhope. So, um, obviously, this team, you know, presents a lot of problems. But, uh, you know, we're glad to be in. Um, You know, I think when you're a playoff team, you can never complain about who you play. Um, Everybody's zero and zero. We're one of those teams. Certainly have our work cut out for us. But, um we've had a great week and I know we're going to play well down on the road against uh, Mary G.
1: Oh, coach with, with the matchup uh, for tomorrow night with uh, Mary Montgomery, I know they have a dynamic quarterback just just overall, when you look at the team, especially, I guess, you know, their offense versus your defense, uh, what sticks out to you?
3: Well, I think, you know, number one, um, you know, they're 10 and 0. Um, they 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 score just under forty points a game. They lead seven A football, only giving up eight points a game. Obviously, they're very very talented. Um, you know they've got five or six Division one players. Um, it is certainly led by the quarterback. Um, he is a, a, a South Alabama commit. He's big. He's six five. He runs well. He throws it well. He's um, you know reminds me of the Flowers kid and the kid from Opelika you know, kind of put together. He's really, really good. They've got a division one receiver. So, you know, they, you know, they, 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 try to run the ball. They throw a lot of quick screens. They take shots. Um, they're they are no huddle spread offense. They've scored a lot of points. I think it's, you know, this is just me being honest. I, sometimes it's hard to judge, you know, they look really, really, really good and dominant on film. I don't know if they've quite played the, the competition all year that we have, you know, they're, you know, they beat Charles Henderson in a non region game early. And after that, they beat, you know, three other teams that have a combined, I think, five wins. So, you know, I, I don't know if, if how tested they are. And I say that as a um, certainly not a knock on them. They, they haven't been down all season, um, they've run and clocked pretty much everybody they've played. Um, they're playing with a lot of confidence. We've got our work cut out for us, but, you know, I think we're a, we're, we're a very good football team ourselves. And I think that because of what we do, especially offensively, we provide some unique challenges, um, on some things that they maybe haven't seen.
2: Yeah. And you talked about their, their defense, you know, Dothan this year is averaging 40 plus points, a, uh, a game going against a defense. Like you said, it, it gave up eight and, you know, uh, Probably didn't know. Start looking at film to probably last Saturday morning, maybe uh, before of uh, who you may play. But uh, speaking of our offense, are going against their d- defense. Kind of what uh, what opportunities, if you can share that uh, may be out there for for offensively for for, uh, for dosing
3: Well, you know, I don't know what opportunities. You know, we go in with a game plan of of things we think that we can do and. You know, and on top of that, you know, if we go down there, we've got shots to throw the ball, we will. If we can go down there, like when we played Opelika and and we don't need to throw the ball a ton, we won't do that. So we don't – try not to handcuff ourselves that way. The thing that really sticks out about their defense to me is, man, they play – they're fast. Um, their safeties play downhill, their linebackers plug holes they're, they're, you know, they slant and, um, you know, they're going to bring pressure off the edge. So I think when you, when you put those together, I don't care who you play. When you give up eight points a game, you're pretty salty on defense. And, uh, um, You know, what's crazy is, you know, they're actually pretty young on that side of the ball. They only start a few seniors. Now their offense is very, very senior dominated, but defensively they're actually pretty young. So, you know, again, I'm hoping that, you know, kind of how we do things. And, you know, I think what makes our offense so unique is other than what it is, is that it's so hard for other people to simulate it in practice. You know, and, and, and that's the one thing we hear from people all the time is, coach, I wish you saw our scout team. It looks nothing like what you do. So when we get them on a Friday night, really the first time they're going to see how fast those plays hit is the first play of the game. So hopefully that's an advantage to us. That was one reason I was hoping we didn't play Baker. You know, that would have been the third time we've seen him in two years. Um, you know, so I think any anytime that someone hasn't seen it doesn't mean that it's always going to work and we're going to score a lot of points. I just think that, um, You know, because the disadvantage of that is we don't know how they're going to line up either. There'll be a little bit of adjustment to figure that out. But they are really, really good. And um, I love their back end on their defense. I mean, they won a lot of seven on seven games this summer. um, And basically seven on seven is when you're going out and you're manning up and going athlete for athlete. And they are good. Um, They've got a safety who's as good as we've seen all year coming downhill. So certainly have our work cut out for us.
1: You know, you talked about uh, their speed. And, you know, I I keep thinking about, you know, that's a great opportunity. You know, sometimes you go too fast. And then, of course, with the running backs that we have with, you know, Tamarian Peterson and A.J. Alexander, can that open up opportunities uh, for you guys potentially?
3: Yeah, I hope so. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where – you know, we, 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 we've got a three or four headed monster and that's a lot of things that they've got to keep an eye on and be sound for. And as you know, just having watching us now for a couple of years, if it's one guy gets out of, out of spot one play, it's gone. If you look at the first, Mm -hmm. second play of the game against Opelika, they had 10 players fitted up. One player made the bad read and we took the thing to the house. So, um, you know, they're, they're good. Um, and I think, like I said, we're excited for the challenge. We know they're really, really good. I don't know how many people. Um, you know, maybe think we got a chance going down there. I've talked to people down there, and and they think, you know, this team is different than the other um, teams out of that region that have struggled against our region, that, that, you know, this this team's the exception with how good they are. And all I can tell you is we uh, um, are certainly looking forward to the challenge.
2: And, and Coach, talking about uh, Jared Hollins that quarterback, That uh, I think two years ago when he came in the program, he was listed as an athlete, and I think Coach Colson kind of had to put in a quarterback position. Uh, but uh, you did mention, you know, uh, Coach Golson. I think it's uh, this is his a year at Mary Montgomery, and with with the Hollands, like you said, committed to South. He's he's uh, tall. He's he's lanky. He's fast. And you you mentioned some quarterback, sir. To me, looks like uh, out from mopa like I mean, when he sees green space, he's going to go for it because you've got a lot of rushing yards. Other so he's kind of one of one of their leading player uh brushers uh, for them anything any, and, and we noticed uh last Saturday night with LSU and Alabama do you ever put a spotter defensively on a quarterback like that that uh we do yeah we do and
3: it's there's a lot of different ways to attack it to me the number one thing is you can't let that kid break the pocket I mean you know number one they're very talented at receiver so that presents presents problems of um you know, in coverage and people always ask me what's the hardest player to defend quarterback wise, one who can throw it or one who can run it. My answer is simple one who can do both. You know, if a play if a quarterback can run the football and they don't throw it great, there's things you can do. You know, if a player quarterback throws the ball and he's not a big runner, there's things you can do. You know, but when you have a guy that can throw it, I mean he is he throws as good a deep ball as anybody we're gonna go against all year. I mean, he does not miss guys if they're open. Um, you know, and they've got their receiver, you know, he's been offered, I think, by by Marshall and some places like that. He's really, really good. He was all state as a junior. So, you know, the, the problem is, you know, if you take people out of the box to try to help double cover him, you're also taking a guy out of the box to to help defend a a quarterback who can scramble. If you think back to the Alabama game, you know, they were in man-to-man coverage and they'd run the linebackers out of the box. And when the Daniels kid would go to scramble, there was nobody there, you know. And, um, you know, obviously – we're not going to do that. But, you know, we, you got to have somebody spy him. But the, the the key to that is his best scrambles are when he breaks contained to the outside. He's a big kid. He's a fast kid. He's not scared to to lower his shoulder. and He's got just enough wiggle in his run that he can make you look stupid in the open field if you don't fundamentally tackle.
1: Uh, Coach, just, you know, on Friday, uh, tomorrow, uh, game day, is it going to be uh, business as usual for you guys, uh, about the same routine as you normally would go uh, with the situation?
3: Yeah, we, we, we try to always do the same things. And that, you know, for example, when you're at home, we always try to eat at 3.30. We always try to be to the stadium at 5 o'clock. So even though we've got a three and a half hour trip, we work backwards with our schedule. So when it comes down to it, we will eat our meal at around 3.30. And we will work that out so we get to their stadium at 5 o'clock. And then we kind of work back way. So we'll, you know, we're going to leave tomorrow about nine o'clock in the morning and stop and get a big breakfast on the way down there. And it's about three and a half hours. We'll drive, you know, people say to you, stop. Our kids would rather rest and just drive knock out the drive right off the bat. We'll drive down there and we'll stop and do a walkthrough and just kind of get our minds mentally where we need to be for football. We'll get, we'll get a a dinner at three 15 and five o'clock to the stadium. And, and and hopefully at six o'clock, um, you know, we'll be taking a feel for warmups um, and, and what hopefully is the start of us playing well.
2: Well, Coach, just kind of kind of question, kind of what's the week look like practice-wise, kind of t- same old, same old as getting ready, or I know you've had, uh, you know, when, when you played two years, in your case sometimes four and five years, of kind of the same opponent, how do you get ready for a playoff game against a team you've really not uh, seen uh, live in person?
3: You know, that's one thing where, you know, I I just believe in what we do as far as, you know, we don't look at this game any different than we look at Opelika. Uh, we don't stay later. We don't come in earlier. You know, we put in long hours every week and our kids work hard every week. We're physical and practice every week. Um, we keep our same schedule. For example, on Wednesdays, we practice in class and then we practice after school. And after 4.30, at 4.30, our kids go home. A lot of our kids work. You know, it's not one of those things where you know, now it's a playoff game. We're going to keep them here till five o'clock. We've got a, we've got a plan. I'm very, um, I don't know what the word is. Very, very regimented with how I've done things at places. And this is no different. I think kids respond best when there's not change. And, and again, we, we, we coach every game, like it's a playoff game. We don't go into games and say, we need more this week because I mean, it's, like I said, we, to me, I want to win every game I ever coach. Our kids want to win every game they ever, ever play. And if we're going to have that type of philosophy, then we've got to prepare every week like, like that's what's on the line. So really nothing has changed as far as, um, you know, kind of how we're doing things or when or why.
2: Well, you've been listening to the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show, getting ready for tomorrow night's first playoff game. Again, 645 here if you can't make the trip. Free game, 7 o'clock kickoff. The Wolves are traveling to West Mobile in Sims, Alabama, to take on the Vikings of Mary G. Montgomery. You've been listening to the Jed Kennedy Coaches Show here on 96.9 The Legend.